Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 91, and I'm drinking Bushmills, the original Irish whiskey. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Bushmills on this episode because I've not had it in a very long time, and it is a very popular Irish whiskey, indeed the original Irish whiskey. It's available globally, and with its popularity, I figured this was as good a time as any to feature Bushmills. I'm drinking the original Irish whiskey for this episode. They have a number of expressions for the brand, but this one is the white label version. And the bottle I have is Bushmills Irish Whiskey, the original, 750 milliliters. It is 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof, and it sells for $30 US near me. The glass bottle is square and clear glass. It has two white labels on the front with some gold foil accents. 1608 is molded into the glass below the front labels. The sides also have raised lettering that is molded in, and it reads triple distilled in an arc over a motif of a pot still that bisects 1608, so the date there again. And below this, it says, The Old Bushmills Distillery Irish Whiskey. As is often common with whiskey bottles, it has a very short neck, just enough room for the screw cap on it. But the most impressive feature, I will say, of the glass mold on this bottle is the indentations on the back bottom of the bottle. And what that allows for is you can place your thumb between these two ridges into a little indent And then grasping the base of the bottle in one hand, it makes it very easy to pour one-handed. Similar to how you might put your thumb into the punt of a wine bottle, this is a much firmer grip, however. makes a bottle of Bushmills very shareable. It would be easy to pour this way to a friend. The main front label is white with the black Bushmills logo across the center. Then the original Irish whiskey, triple distilled, finest blend. Signature Irish Whiskey. A grayscale rendition of the old Bushmills Distillery building is also shown. A smaller front label below the main one matches the look, but speaks to the distillery itself, showing a half dozen gold medals, a common motif on spirits labels, and this text. The Old Bushmills Distillery, world's oldest licensed whiskey distillery. Proof information and the Master Blender's signature are tucked into the bottom corners on this label. The back label is similar in design to the front labels, but below a rendition of the Bushmills logo, there is this brief description of the whiskey. Granted its license to distill in 1608, Bushmills is the oldest licensed whiskey distillery in the world. Our signature Irish whiskey is aged in seasoned bourbon barrels and Oloroso sherry casks, creating the unmistakable taste of Ireland's most classic whiskey. Aged for a minimum of three years is above the government warnings and barcode information. Finally, the bottle is capped by a gold metal screw cap. Okay, enough description of the outside. Let's go ahead and taste what's inside. So, cracking this open. Brand new bottle, metal screw cap. Here we go. 
And as with all spirits on Liquor in the Core Connoisseur, I am tasting with a clean Glen Cairn glass. It's a whiskey nosing glass that is tulip-shaped. The bowl allows you to see the spirit. The aromas gather up the top with the tulip shape of it, so you can get a good nosing of the spirit. And then, of course, you can taste the spirit quite nicely. I'm also tasting neat, which is right out of the bottle, room temperature, no dilution, no ice. And now let's go for a pour. In the glass, the spirit is very nice looking. It is a light golden amber color, maybe leaning more towards the yellow gold than the red amber. Swirling it, it's got nice legs of the spirit trickling down the inside of the glass. Now let's try it on the nose. It's got a light whiskey aroma to it. Of course it is whiskey, but there's... Let's get some of the flavors out of it. It smells sweet, fruity almost. I get a hint of like like baked goods or and not baking spice that's a specific flavor. It's not that. Maybe some vanilla or like oatmeal raisin cookies, perhaps. It, Maybe it's, yeah, fruity. It smells good, I'll tell you that. It's not sharp on the nose. Yeah, oatmeal cookie, like oatmeal raisin specifically. All right, let's go for a taste. On the palate, it's a nice light-bodied whiskey. Smoothness is one of the things Bushmills is known for. That comes from the triple distillation is part of that. More on that in history, but it doesn't have a sharpness. Definitely can feel and taste the 80 proof, the 40% alcohol by volume in this, but it's not spicy. There's perhaps on the finish a little clove. Let me go in for another taste. I get an indistinct fruitiness, orchard fruit, like a pear, apple, but not really pear-y, not really apple. Orchard fruit, I guess is how I'd describe that. It's sweet without being sweet, if that makes sense. I don't know. I get a sweetness to it. It's almost light and floral, undeniably whiskey. You can taste the wood that it was aged in. There's some of that that comes through. Let's go for another. One of the ways that you can taste a spirit is to imagine holding a ball of it, maybe a half inch or one inch, one inch ball of the spirit in the middle of your mouth and kind of chew on it. It helps kind of wash it around all the different parts of your mouth and taste buds on your tongue and the gums and lips, etc. It gives you a good experience of the full flavor of the spirit. I'll say the vanilla and that... <laughs> Oatmeal raisin cookie, I was getting on the nose. I don't really get on the palate. It's more of a, a sweet, floral, light-bodied whiskey flavor. But overall, very easy drinking. I could see that I could drink quite a bit of this Bushmills, just neat as it is. And I'm sure it mixes quite well because it's got a distinct flavor, but it's not overpowering. There's no real sharpness 
from it. It's good. Okay, straight on into history. So, as the label tells us, Bushmills is the oldest licensed whiskey distillery in the world, dating to 1608, the date molded into the bottle in no less than three places. Yet there's strong historical evidence that what we know as whiskey today was distilled in the area as early as 1276, where a written record from Sir Robert Savage of Ards notes that he fortified his troops with a mighty drop of aqua vita. And there tends to be agreement that this was referring to whiskey and not some other distilled spirit. The 1608 date comes from the royal license granted to Sir Thomas Phillips, signed by King James I, ruler of England, Scotland, and Ireland, and he signed it on April 20th, 1608. While Bushmills was first to be licensed, they were far from the only ones making whiskey at the beginning of the 1600s. There were likely hundreds, if not thousands, of distillers throughout Ireland making whiskey, but Bushmills was licensed first. The name Bushmills comes from the village Bushmills in County Entrum, Northern Ireland. It's a rugged part of the northern Irish coast. It's located only about 17 miles from Scotland. The village itself takes its name from the first industry in the area, grain mills, that were located on the River Bush. And with mills on the River Bush, it's not hard to see how we get Bush Mills. Not much is recorded about Bush Mills until 1784, when a man named Hugh Anderson established the Old Bush Mills Distillery Company. I find it a bit telling that when he was forming a new venture, he used Old Bush Mills in the name. This probably just lends credence to the fact that for hundreds of years, whiskey had been distilled in the area. The brand actually jests a bit that the formation of the limited company in 1784 was when they first started paying taxes, after having been first asked to do so in 1608 with the issuing of the license. I'm not sure if there's any truth to this or not, but it adds color to the story. Bushmills, when it was a limited company, was not a huge success right away. In fact, history shows many lean years and at least two times when no production was recorded, these being 1802 and 1822. What can be said, though, is by the early 1800s, Bushmills and the Irish whiskey producers in general had really honed and perfected their craft. Bushmills produced a single malt whiskey meaning it was distilled from a mash of malted barley all at one distillery. While barrels would be blended together, they weren't blending with anything but their own whiskey, and this is what we refer to today as a single malt whiskey. The brand today, though, says they had been making single malt whiskey for so long that they just simply called it whiskey. Bushmills stuck to a single malt process even when taxes were increased on barley in the 1850s. Other producers switched to other grains and less expensive methods to avoid the tax, but not Bushmills. They stuck to their process and paid the higher price to maintain their product, rather than switch ingredients to avoid these taxes. This tactic ultimately paid off. And I say ultimately paid off because just a few years after the tax was implemented in 1860, 
a spirits merchant named James Colgan and his partner Patrick Cornigan bought the distillery. It would be 20 years before they formed a limited company in 1880. 1885 is the next notable year in the history of Bush Mills for the brand and the distillery because that's when the distillery buildings, unfortunately, were destroyed by fire. However, the brand had been popular enough that they were quick to rebuild and the buildings constructed are the ones that stand today. And by the late 1880s, Irish whiskey had found a welcome market in the United States. The Irish potato famine a generation earlier had sent a million Irish people to America, and the American Civil War had also driven imports of Irish whiskey as domestic U.S. supply had been disrupted. The United States became the most important export market for Bushmills, so much so that in 1890, the distillery had invested in a steamship, the SS Bushmills, whose maiden voyage was crossing the Atlantic with a cargo of Bushmills, destined first for Philadelphia and New York. The steamship continued on to Singapore, Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Yokohama, making Bushmills a global brand well over a century ago. The beginning of the 20th century was tough for Bushmills. World War I had an impact on supplies and production. And then the U.S. tried its grand experiment of prohibition beginning in 1920. This turned off a key export market. Bushmills kept doing what they were good at, though, and they made whiskey. The director at the time of the company during prohibition was a man named Wilson Boyd, and he correctly predicted that prohibition wouldn't last. And when it was repealed, Bushmills had plenty of aged stock ready for export. But, like I've discussed in some other episodes of this podcast, prohibition caused collective amnesia for American drinkers. We forgot how to drink and what was good. Cocktails arose to cover bathtub gin and adulterated spirits from bootleggers, and those speakeasy tastes echo today, even. So Bushmills had to re-educate their American consumers, And just as they were beginning to do so, along comes World War II. During the war, Nazi bombing destroyed Bushmills headquarters in Belfast, Ireland, destroying the company's archives. After the war ended, American taste preferences began to shift towards more bland spirits. The post-war era would see a shift from brown spirits, Bushmills included, to white spirits, most notably vodka. Lighter, blended versions of Bushmills came to market, and that's the original that I'm drinking. Also, after the Second World War, the distillery was bought by Scottish businessman Isaac Wolfson. The 1960s and 70s were dark days indeed for the Irish whiskey industry as a whole. The changing tastes of many drinkers and the rise of the Scotch whiskey industry, among other factors, caused a decline such that in 1966, three of the four remaining Irish whiskey distillers merged to form Irish Distillers Limited. I covered this a bit more in detail in episode 45 on Jameson, so go back and listen to that for another Irish whiskey. But in 1972, Bushmills, as the last holdout, ended up joining the others in Irish Distillers. In 1988, The French spirits conglomerate Pernod Ricard bought Irish distillers. And then in 2005, Pernod Ricard sold Bushmills to Diageo for 200 million pounds. 
just three years later to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the distillery, or rather the licensing of the Bushmills Distillery in 1608. The old Bushmills Distillery was made the main feature on the reverse of the 20-pound notes issued by the Bank of Ireland. It's that important to Ireland that the distillery is on the currency. Diageo, currently the world's largest spirits conglomerate, tends to be a good brand steward, and they invested in an advertising campaign to help regain market share for Bushmills. But they built it up as an asset to have more value than when they acquired the brand, and then in November of 2014, Diageo traded Bushmills to Jose Cuervo for the 50% stake in the Don Julio brand of tequila that Diageo didn't already own. They gave up a whole brand for half of a brand, but at the end of the transaction, Diageo was whole with Don Julio. Ownership history of spirits brands reads a lot like monopoly trading deals. I'll give you Reading Railroad and Electric Company for your St. James Place. Since acquiring Bushmills, Cuervo has done well with the brand. And recently, they've leaned into promoting the fact that they make single malt whiskey. Irish single malt. Bushmills reintroduced single malts beginning in 1983, so decades before Cuervo acquired them. And they currently offer a range of single malts aged 10, 16, and 21 years. In addition to the single malts, Bushmills offers a range of blended whiskeys. The original I've been drinking is one such blend. They currently offer two other blends that have different finishing and higher percentages of malt whiskey. This original blend is a blend of grain whiskey and malt whiskey. So this seems to be a perfect segue into how it's made, but first a sense of scale for Bushmills with regards to sales. In 2020, Bushmills sold just shy of 745,000 9-liter equivalent cases. This is about 10% of what Jameson sold, the market leader for Irish whiskey. But it was enough to put Bushmills in the number 3 slot, behind Tuolumne Dew that I covered way back in episode 10. Okay, so now, onto how it's made. Bushmills is entirely made in Ireland. All of the barley used in Bushmills is grown in cork, and malting of the barley never includes smoke or peat, that's a scotch thing. Hot air is used to dry the barley. The malted barley is milled to a grist, brewer's yeast and water is added, and fermentation takes up to 50 hours to yield a beer, or wash, of 8% ABV. Most all Irish whiskey, Bushmills included, is triple distilled. Bushmills has 10 pot stills, 4 are for wash, the first step, 4 are for low wines, the second step, and 2 are spirit stills, or the final step of distillation. In the distillation process, the heads and tails are added to the next batch and redistilled to avoid waste. The third distillation in the spirit stills leave a lot of the fusel oils, some of the impurities that aren't ethanol in the distillate, they leave those behind in the still, and this makes for a lighter, fruitier, fragrant, and floral style of whiskey when compared to scotch whiskey that is typically only twice distilled. The final distillation produces a spirit of around 80% ABV, but it's diluted down to 63% before it's put into one of several barrel or cask types. 
The original blend is aged in seasoned bourbon barrels. Bushmills is said to refill them up to three times before they no longer impart the flavor they desire, plus Oloroso sherry casks. It ages for a minimum of three years, but could likely be older. It's up to the master blender to decide when the whiskey is ready. And the white label, the original, because it is not a single malt, it's a blend. It's blended with Irish grain whiskey that comes from column distillation. Because Bushmills does not have column stills on site, they purchase the grain whiskey from Middleton, but it is aged on site at Bushmills. Grain whiskey is synonymous with column distillation, and malt whiskey is synonymous with pot distillation. One source I referenced stated that circa 2012, Bushmills original was known to be 55% single malt and 45% grain whiskey. I don't know if these ratios hold true, but they may. The brand does claim, however, that the recipe for the original dates to pre-prohibition and is unchanged, so I'd suspect that if it was described a decade ago as 55-45, that's probably the blend balance today. After aging, the all-important blending takes place, with consistency being a key factor in production. It's then bottled up and shipped around the world to waiting whiskey consumers. So now, on to cocktails and consumption. Bushmills, the original, this blend, is often enjoyed neat, but it also mixes very well. Bushmills original is a go-to Irish whiskey, and likely available even at sparsely stocked bars. So, if you have a cocktail calling for Irish whiskey, Bushmills Original will be a perfect fit. In summary, what do I think of Bushmills, the original Irish whiskey? I kind of say it's smooth. Smooth is overused when describing spirits, but the triple distillation, it makes it very easy drinking. I like the, the sweet floral notes of the flavor that come from it. So, the liquid product is great. And then the brand story, that's amazing. I think, you know, they did get a license in 1608, but there wasn't really any record of commercial production in the way that we know it today from 1608 until the 1700s when the Limited Liability Corporation was formed. But even then, the Irish in this little part of the world have been distilling whiskey in essentially the same way. For hundreds of years, that's an indisputed fact. There's written record. Bushmills can rightly so lay claim to being the origin of whiskey. It's the oldest whiskey distillery in the world. So if you want to try whiskey, start with the original. Explore the options, all the other wonders of whiskey in all its forms around the world. But you owe it to yourself to give Bushmills, the original, a try. And I need to do some shopping and get some of their single malts. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Bertrand. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcast platform. The show is also on social media. Be sure of following me on Instagram. I love hearing from my listeners. So if there's a spirit you'd really like to know more about, please do reach out. If you're a brand, do you think I could tell your story? Reach out to me as well. And as always, thank you for listening.